Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we've got Will Meadows. Melissa Delp. Kevin Delp. And Sarah Meadows. In the house. We got a small house crew today. the first time I've... That you've been last? I've been last. <laughs> of all of our podcasts, which is like 200 something. Ooh, yeah. Yes, it is. This, this is the first, first time? time I've ever been last. So I was like, and? I sat in a different seat at the table this time. That's how it works. So if you, you aren't aware, we're sitting at around a square table. And we just go in order <laughs> around the room. And Sarah's sitting to my right, which has never happened apparently in the history of our show. So. I actually don't think that I've ever said it, obviously, since I'm saying the beginning. But I was proud of myself. We Proud of the whole team. We did a playthrough. I don't know when, this past week. And we got to the end and I was just like, and Will Meadows, and everybody jumped in. In the house. You got traditions, you got to keep them alive. Yep. Speaking of traditions, is this a tradition? Uh, If you're listening to this, on Monday when it launches, Sarah and I will be in the airport with Jonah and Chantel headed to Essence. Actually, I think... This doesn't go live until the second week. week. Oh, two Essen. weeks out. We'll Essen already have enjoyed it. We'll be done by the time they oh, that's right. to We're this. recording this in advance because we're going to Essen. That's, that's right. right. Essen! It <laughs> we're going to have a great time there. Hopefully, we're going to be working with Genius Games. So if you want to, it'll be too late by the time you hear this. Hopefully, you came and saw us if you were there and we were able to connect. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. We are looking forward to this one. Uh, last year's Essen was obviously much smaller. And so we're hoping this time to just run into all kinds of fans and friends and folks that are part of the industry. And we've set your schedule so you have Ooh. busy. Oh, we are very busy. We are going to be running around. We're going to get our steps in for sure. That place is huge. And we've got meetings with all kinds of different publishers that we're trying to connect with that we haven't had a chance to do that with in a while. Uh, it's always great to be able to catch up and see the new games that they're working on and be able to bring back news and information for you guys. So be looking forward to lots and lots and lots of new board game info coming soon because we will hopefully have had collected it while we were there. Yep. What are we doing today? All right. That's a great question. So if you haven't heard, which by now you hopefully have, TantrumCon is on. TantrumCon. Okay. So we're talking about that. We're talking about uh, games that are coming to Kickstarter. We've got some, obviously, shout outs to some sponsors for the episode and... Uh, I don't know what games else. Games we've been playing. Games we... Well, that's what we always talk about. I feel like there might be some show that we should talk about at the end, but oh. we'll see what happens. Uh, are you guys caught up on Andor? Uh, I saw episode one. Okay. Did you I guys see She-Hulk? I did see She-Hulk. Okay. Oh. We're almost caught up to... I've been I shipping... I've seen them all. I've been shipping back the, the, I have not wait, watched wait, wait. TV. Game Changers. Yeah, actually. So did the you first watch episode? That <laughs> okay, we'll talk about Game Changers. My kids were immediately on board The only thing I've seen is I finished Cobra Kai. Okay, I haven't seen Cobra Kai. Oh, that's also great. 
Next time we'll do Cobra Kai. So I many. watched the first beat of the first episode. I feel like there's a plethora of good TV out right now. Okay. Like, I feel like it's been a year since I have not been able to get caught up because there's so much interesting stuff on TV. Okay. But let's talk about some games. That's what we came here for, right? Uh, stick around after and we'll talk about one of the shows. More stuff, yeah. What uh, what have you guys been playing recently? Anything so, new on the table? Um, Unexpected Games has come out with uh, The Initiative. It's come out with Voices in Our Head. I don't yeah. remember that one. They're yeah. sort of like try to do something unique with the gameplay. Well, they come out with a new game called 3000 Scoundrels. Mm. This is uh, a game from Corey Kaneska and uh, it's coming out soon. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to hit the uh, retail, but basically in this game, it is uh, a game where you are bluffing to take actions. And as you take those actions, you're getting new crew into your band, uh, new scoundrels. And as you get more scoundrels you're going to be able to power up your your band of characters so that when i take a power or a, a, a three action if i have other characters that have the number three on them i'll be able to activate them as well which is kind of fun um and um yeah you're trying to get points through stealing safes and getting reputation and things like that in the game but the unique part of this game so the sort of the part that's like oh different is there's a card crafting in oh, the in the okay. game uh where you are combining two different uh pieces two different cards together that one is an adjective and one is the noun of the character it's a job and a trait yeah the trait and you put them together so you could have like the um oh can't think of any of course at the top of my head but you have a hologram barber or something like that. Holograph. And like, I don't know how that works. Holographic. But holographic barber, yes. Uh, or you could have a burly barber or a burly um, banker or something like that. So okay. you basically have all these different traits. Well, unfair judge. I was imagining this as a like Arabian Nights theme, but is this more of like a, a we- sheriffy Western? Yes, this is Western ah, theme. Okay, I saw this at Mega MooseCon actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Interesting. And there's like an outfit that the person wears that goes yep. with. Yeah, okay, cool. It's kind of funny. The one card is the character and they're in their underwear and you're <laughs> slided underneath. The- like long johns, yeah, yeah, like long john's. underwear. Yeah. And you slide it and they get clothing and, and it connects the character together. Um, and yeah, you're paying for the, to hire them to your crew and they do special powers and things like that. So those are the, that's the, so to me, the meat of the game is trying to have the best crew um, in the game. The bluffing part where you're sort of like putting the cars down to me is part of the game, but wasn't as fun to me personally. Yeah, because you you have henchmen that you can send to someone if you think that the card that they played isn't the actual card that would need to. So is that kind of so like you have coup? to play like a yeah, three? A little bit. You have to play. So there's. It's kind of like you have poker cards. Right. Yep. I saw that too. So ace through six. Yeah. So, and you only have four of the cards in your hand. So I say I'm playing a three so I can activate the three action. I can play any card there. Yep. It might be a three or it might be something else that I don't actually want to play in that slot. So players can send a henchman if they think that you did the wrong thing and then at the end of the round any cards that have henchmen on them will be flipped and revealed and then there's bonuses and penalties based on whether you your bluff was called or if they thought you were bluffing but you weren't i do want to play again because we only played two days and uh the game the intro intro game. game you can play three days and there are uh, basically asymmetrical powers for your team that give you cool stuff. So I would like to add those two things to the game and see if it makes it a better game. It's a, oh, Right now for me, it's an okay game. 
Okay. It looks cool on the table, so mm. I would be curious to know how it gets better with additional. Usually, I mean, I think we're to the point with most of our games that even though I read the intro round and play it the first time, I'm like never satisfied with that. I'm always like, oh yeah, I definitely should have just jumped in and played the advanced variant because yeah. I want that meat. Give me yeah. the crunchy stuff that you want. What about you guys? Crunchy meat. So we, <laughs> uh, we played a new to us game last night with the kids. Are you going to talk called- about my game? Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Time Bomb Evolution. From Yellow. Yes. This is from designer Yasuki Sato, which if you know these things, you'll know that my favorite game ever, also designed by him. Yes. Oh, was this the one that you were told was kind of like Don't Mess with Cthulhu by Ramped Up? It is, yeah. Is it Ramped Up, sir? It is Ramped Up. It is Ramped Up. It is good. It might be too Ramped Up. What? I don't know if that's possible. What do you it's, think, Sarah? Go ahead. It's diff- a totally different theme. Sure. So in normally in Don't Mess with Cthulhu, you have a handful of Elder Sign cards in the deck. You have one Cthulhu, and then the rest are just futile cards. So in this one, every card is something, and they're all bombs. And there's several different colors of bombs that you'll play with depending on your player count. And then there are... Cards that are check marks that are diffusers, so you can um, put out one of the bombs that's about to blow. So each bomb has a, each color has a different thing that will happen when that card is revealed. So there is more stuff going on all the time, but I haven't figured out how the bad guys win yet. Like we never had the bad guys win. I think we did the last game, but no pretty sure no we they did not i was one of them and i did not did not whenever no i don't know how you there's no i never got a chance i was a good guy there's like no bomb that just automatically goes off oh so not like the cthulhu card yeah so you have to have several cards revealed of a certain color to get it to a bomb to go off and if the good players find all the diffuse cards then they, they win right winning is good when you're on the good team, I think it's easier for the good team to win in this game than it is in Dometh Cthulhu. I think that's probably true. I did enjoy the theme a lot. The idea is basically that you are on the Sherlockian team or you're hanging out with Moriarty. He's the one who's planted all the bombs and you are trying to defuse them. One of the neat things is that just like in Dometh with Cthulhu, you have a hand of cards, you shuffle them around and don't know what they are. Or, you know, you shuffle them, place them on the table so you know what they are, but you don't know where they are. And the back of all the cards is a wire. And then in this one, instead of passing the flashlight, you pass the wire cutters, which is kind of neat. And so you cut the wire, flip over the card, find out what it is. And then as Sarah was saying, if you get a red bomb card, if you reveal that, then there's like an action that immediately happens. If you get five of any one of the bombs revealed, then Moriarty wins and all the bombs go off. If you get the orange bomb then that reduces the number of rounds you play in the final round of the game. So you might only get to reveal four cards instead of six if you're playing with six players. Um, So each bomb does have a different effect, which was interesting. The iconography is pretty good. So after we played like the third game, we finally recognized like, oh, when the green bomb comes up, this is what you're supposed to do. Uh, But because of that, there was a little bit like of a slower learning curve to it. One of my favorite things about Don't Mess With Cthulhu is that literally after one minute of explanation and the first two turns of the first round, 
everybody pretty much understands how the rest of the game is going to go. And in this one, you're like, oh, wait, hold on. What does the pink bomb do again? Pink bomb shows to draw two cards. No. Oh, oh, if you get two pink ones in a row, it blows up. So do make sure we, we don't turn over a pink one next. Um, it did have some components in it. Like in Cthulhu, it's easier to determine how many cards you've played for the round because you kind of clear off whatever has been played. And in this one, you keep all the bombs out on the table, plus the check marks to say that you've defused them. And so numerous times in the game, we have to be like, wait a minute, how many cards are on the table? Uh, 15. Okay. All right. The, the, we've, we shouldn't have drawn that last card. We went too far. Like it was a little harder to track some of that. I like the theme a lot. I'm pretty sure I'm going to house rule one or two things and then... Is that normal though? It's correct. And then it's going to be a perfect game. Just like when you did a two box 16 player version of Don't Mess with Lulu. Boom. With our own house made rules. If you're listening to this, Yasuki, uh, I want to know, can I make my own version and call it like Don't Mess with Tantrum House and then play it at Tantrum Con with 18 people? Let me know if I have your blessing. Thank you. You probably could. <laughs> you're making up your own version of a game. <laughs> You probably can for a one-time event. And Will wants so to talk about... So we're going to have like pictures of us as correct. the... Like instead yes. of the elder signs. Uh, or instead of the investigators at Melissa. least. Melissa. She is now... <laughs> correct. She'll keep repeating the rules to you. <laughs> Blow her up. Wait a minute. I don't uh, so I do have one other game I want to talk about. And that okay. is... Twilight. We got Twilight Inscription mm-hmm. to the table. And uh, this one... <laughs> Uh, this one is a roll and write version from the Twilight Imperium universe, and they've done a good job of boiling down that massive game that takes days to play mm-hmm. and gotten it down to a roll and write that makes sense. So agree. Um, the there are a few things missing. Kevin pointed out there's no alliances, mm-hmm. but there kind of could be if you really took the voting portion there's one part where yeah. there's a council and voting but like for instance what i mean by lines is like you're not going to attack me this time right but you're going to attack someone else like, yeah whereas there's you can't, always <laughs> there's always going to be a, a the attacking right so, so like that's one of the big things but the voting i do agree the voting you could, could you do could help sway like, okay, the, we're gonna do the fail or the thing yeah i like that that's cool you could sway each other that way um so there's cards that come up that you'll vote on periodically throughout the different round i think there's one for each round of the game um Mm -hmm. after you get to round two and the there's like oh this you know population thing is going to happen so do you want to vote for this to happen or do you want the bill to fail and then this other thing on this other board is going to happen so um you could try and skew votes i guess i like the factions that they're connected to mm-hmm. the base game. So that was kind of cool with not only that there are factions, but the factions themselves are similar in what they do. Like yeah. that one's like really interesting trading things in, in Twilight Imperium and the same thing in Twilight Inscription. So I yes. kind of thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. So if you've played Twilight Imperium, I can see how it would be an easy jump over to a lot of these oh, things yeah. kind of, but if you haven't, like I have not played Twilight Imperium. I've seen it out and understand how it works. I just haven't sat down for the four hours to play it. Um, or longer. Or longer, yeah. Um, it The game made sense, and I understood, like, okay, these factions are doing these things, and the the roll and write portion works well. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of a much more complex Sonora because in yes. Sonora, you have the different boards that you are 
almost playing separate mini games on. Yes. And you can unlock things that will affect something else. Well, this also happens in Twilight Inscription. You have a board that you say, I'm going to activate the exploration board or navigation. And you're going to do something there, but your decisions there may give you bonuses that affect a different board. And you are having to make decisions on some of the cards in the rounds of which board are you going to activate. Yeah. That's pretty yep. cool. Yeah. It's similar in that the other Sonora has four puzzles and this one has four separate boards that you're laid out in front of you playing on. And yes, the, the one, one con I think is it's tricky to remember all the bonuses you've unlocked mm. and remembering or figuring out when the best time to use them is. Yeah. Cause you kind of, some of them you ready, like, Oh, I have it unlocked but you wait until a later turn to actually use them and you can use them often on a different board so yeah like oh i unlocked this symbol way back do i did i use it (laughs) oh no i didn't i don't have it marked out okay i'm gonna use that over here so yeah i can see how that would be one frustrating thing but i think that's just the bookkeeping that goes along with a lot of the heavy roll and writes there's there's a lot of times uh those games you have to keep track of a lot of things going on yeah there's definitely options for comboing things like doing one thing that then has a chain reaction for other things i know the question was already asked on our saturday morning board game show this past week sarah what are your plans for a video comparison so i'll be shooting a video comparison of twilight inscription and hadrian's wall are you gonna give us a little sneak peek which one do you think what's your what can we expect in this what video? What can we expect? Uh, I'm going to go over how the mechanics work and just I overall. Mean, are you going to tell us which one you like better? No. What? <laughs> Nobody's going to watch this video. I will in the video. <laughs> oh, that's what I, okay. That's Not what in the podcast. Do you, you already know in your mind video. which one is better? Um, Do you have to play it more? Is it like, oh, easy, easy answer? It is hard because there are a lot of things I like about both of them. Mm. It's It's going to be a... All right. I'm still weighing the pros and cons Keep in my mind. Keep an eye out. It's coming soon. So. And we did talk about Stranger Things board game last podcast, right? Hopefully. Did we? Somebody should check on that. <laughs> should we talk about it right now just in case? It is fun. It was a good time. Stranger Things podcast. Stranger Things podcast. Stranger Things board game from Netflix and somebody, Repos Games or something, is a social deduction team secret trader game in the stranger universe maybe like season two the mind three three the mind players are out there trying to get you and uh it's a pretty neat game plays a bunch of players i don't remember how many but a bunch about 10 ish that's a lot at the beginning of the game you're going to hand out potential roll cards you may end up being possessed by the mind flayer or you might get an innocuous waffle to enjoy and then you're going to hand out your actual hand of cards, which during that phase, it's also possible for somebody to get we did three about mind players. And now you can go back and listen to the last episode there you go. to learn even more. There we go. <laughs> Why don't we jump from this into a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Bad Comet Games. Their game, Life of the Amazonia, is coming to Kickstarter soon, and we'll be talking about it in our Kickstarter Conniption. Kickstarter Conniption! (laughs) 
This episode, we'll be talking about four games coming to crowdfunding platforms uh, the first and second week of October. Second and third. Second and third, sorry. Second and third. Kevin, start us off. I'm looking to start off. The first one is actually an expansion to a game. Uh, The game is called Mosaic, a story of civilization from Forbidden Games. The expansion um, is bringing a whole bunch more stuff, but let me just talk about the base game real quick. It's a two to six player civilization type game that plays in about two hours. First game's going to have to be a little longer, and there's a lot of setup going on too. So the gameplay probably does play take it about two hours. This is an action selection type game where you are basically building up your civilization throughout the game, buildings and resources and getting more... Uh, people, population, and things like that. But the expansion is called Wars and Disasters. It's launching October 13th from Forbidden Games. Um, not only is it going to have the, the expansion in the, in the Kickstarter, but it also will be the last chance to get the Premium Colossus Edition. And uh, it's huge. It's a huge box. I, I'm going to guess it's like 18 to 24 inches long by like it's like half my height <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's a pretty big box but i was just looking at their uh kickstarter sort of preview page they already have 3821 followers to wow. to launch the next campaign so good for them yeah so if you're interested in mosaic if you haven't checked that out yet uh that is from forbidden games october 13th melissa all right going Counterclockwise. <laughs> they don't Surprise. know. They don't know. No idea. <laughs> this is like one of those puzzles. Like if Kevin sits next to Melissa, but Melissa sits next to. <laughs> <laughs> what order will we go? Well, I am looking at an expansion also, mm. and this is from Lucky Duck Games, and it's coming to GameFound, and this is an expansion for Destinies. It's coming October eighteenth, and it's called Destinies Witch Wood. And Destinies is one of their hybrid games, so it's mm-hmm. going to have a game board and minis and cards and components, but it also has an app element, and that's going to be driving the story. If you've played Chronicles of Crime, it has cards that have QR codes, so you're going to be scanning those throughout the game to advance the story and give you choices for what you're going to do on your turn. This is a competitive game. Kevin and I played the base game, the original mm-hmm. Destinies. There have yep. been several expansions. It's like a Sands of Sea one or something that's come mm-hmm. out. So Witchwood is the newest expansion. You do need the base game to play. So it is not standalone. And it's bringing more scenarios to the game. It's bringing new characters that are going to have storylines. You play as a specific character that has two different... Um, destinies, kind of goals, and you choose during the game which goal you want to pursue. The decisions you make during the campaign and scenarios are going to affect the options and choices and storyline in the future games Mm -hmm. of that campaign. So it is a very story-driven game. But since it's competitive instead of cooperative, There's a little bit of a race aspect going on where you're trying to complete your destiny before someone else completes theirs. And Kevin and I, we semi-enjoyed the the original game. It's not my type of game. I I think if it were cooperative, we probably would have enjoyed it more. Because I want to explore the story 
and unlock more things. And Kevin wants to rush to the ending. Yeah. So, the game. so right. depending on your group, if you have different expectations going in, some people may enjoy it more than others. But if everyone's either trying to rush or everyone's trying I, to I kind think, of explore. I yeah. feel like the game could be better at co-op because like, oh, you just uncovered the key or you're looking for the sword. Oh, I found the sword over here. And that's usually what happens, but it's competitive. So like, I found the sword and you didn't, ha ha ha, you know, sort of thing. Or I found whatever my storyline was. So I think a co- cooperative game for me would be better. But a lot of people do yeah. love the, the base game. The, the way it is being competitive, sure. there is a very strong story element to it. There are mm-hmm. miniatures, there's resource management and cards and items and you're building up your character and storyline. Yep. So if that sounds interesting to you, check out Destiny's Witchwood from Lucky Duck Games coming to Game Found on October 18th. Sarah, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Coming also October 18th to Kickstarter is a new expansion to the game Oceans from North Star Games. And this is the Legends of the Deep. It will feature some new fantasy storylines that will be added to the Oceans game. So the Oceans game is, uh, I would say, not... It's pretty scientifically accurate as far as you have fish and animals and act or events that happen that all have to do with like the ecosystem, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. yeah right the fish that are in the game are definitely crazy alien species but well, and then they're real no. though everything so far it has been a it's real, been real. yeah no everything's way. been real so yes. you just aren't up on your honestly ocean. i'm gonna go look they look crazy gotta be aliens. your ocean biodiversity <laughs> will but just wait but now they're adding some fantasy elements to the game so Knew it. the <laughs> will was just pre-planning this in his mind of what it was coming um in the game there will be a drafting portion that you'll play before the game starts to draft some of these new cards that will add um their legend cards that you add to the game and then you can spend them for certain amounts and you can then later add more legend cards as you play um and the expansion also adds a solo mode which they did not have a solo mode for for oceans so far so that will be offered they have a new big box that will feature all of the content in it if you haven't gotten oceans before you can get the big box otherwise the um, expansion um, some people are saying there's game trays that'll come with it and the game trays maybe be able to hold all of it in the box so you're maybe taking out the old um, insert and putting game trays to get everything to fit. Cool. Now, I've never played Oceans, but I saw some of the marketing for the expansion and the artwork looks stunning. Yes, yes. I, I agree with that. It has very beautiful art for this um, expansion that's coming. The The artwork is nice for the original. There's There's a lot of dark colors involved in the artwork because a lot of the animals featured and and, um, fish and stuff are in different depths of the ocean. So a lot of it is dark backgrounds with a bright colored um, fish. 
um, for the original artwork, but it does have a nice table presence because it has different trays that hold little fish tokens that you're using, and those are all brightly colored, so it does look nice on the table. Um, but this has the artwork is is just gorgeous on this new expansion, so you can check that out coming October 18th from North Star Games. Will. All right, so I think I'm the only one not looking at an expansion today. <laughs> I'm looking at the new, uh, our episode sponsor, Life of the Amazonia from Bad Comet Games. Now, they put out the game Wild Serengeti uh, probably last year on Kickstarter. I don't know if that's fulfilled yet or not, but they that game features some really neat components. It's got this... Uh, Everdell-esque tree, which organizes all your stuff. It's got a million tiny, or not even tiny, large painted wooden meeples. Uh, and so they've, they've really kind of proven that they know how to do that kind of production. The new Life of the Amazonia game is a one-to-four player um, area control, or not really area control, tile placement and put stuff on top of those tiles placement game plus bag building game where you are trying to build out a portion, a part of the Amazon, and you uh, can do a number of different things in the game, but you're going to basically be drawing tokens out of a bag each round, and those tokens are going to tell you what you can afford. You're either going to be doing things like uh, upgrading those tokens to get better water or fruit or money, and there's a nifty little cardboard tray that organizes all your components, which is pretty neat. Uh, Or you can spend those items to buy new tiles to add to your area. And those will have, I think, three different types of terrain on them that you're trying to build out. And then once you have the necessary terrain and you can afford to feed the animals, basically, uh, then you can start purchasing animals to add to those tiles. And every single animal in the game is going to score in a different way. And so you might have birds that will score if they're next to trees. And you might have orangutans that will score based on the number of other animals that are in their same type of habitat. You might have uh, crocodiles. Some of the some of the meeples in the game are bigger and actually take up two hexes. It's all hex-based tiles that you're building on. And you might have to have, you know, the more crocodiles that are next to water lilies and the water lilies that are next to frogs. And if they're in this shape, like there's a billion different ways in the game that you can score. And then there's also similar to Uh, The tree in the previous game, this one has like a waterfall of life, which is like a three-tiered cardboardian waterfall that cascades down, and each level of the waterfall has a different upgrade track that you can travel down as you add more water and trees to your your, uh, land mass or whatever. And then there's also like an area where you can upgrade your backpack so that you can hold more tokens over from round to round so that if you don't spend them you can have a more powerful turn in the future there's a lot of different stuff going on in the game it's really really gorgeous looking on the table i believe we already have a preview overview video of it on our channel and then i think we're also doing a playthrough of it i believe uh, so you can see what it actually looks like on the table i will say the game starts off just a little bit slow because you have to kind of build your bag before you can really start pulling good stuff to be able to do it. So it's about a two-hour game, and but it starts to get really interesting as you get about halfway through to the end because your terrain has started to build out. You've got this nice big area. You're starting to score big points. You're starting to collect you know, enough resources to be able to buy these animals and add them to your area. The game ends, I think, when... The game has a limited number of animals on the table, and when you've like depleted three or four or five different animal types, then that's what one of the game end triggers. And then everybody scores up their terrain to see how many points they were able to get, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a big space game if you play with more players because everybody's building out their own Amazonian terrain. 
Um, and it just takes up a lot of space on the table. There's a lot of different cards you can buy and purchase each round. So a lot of cool stuff going on. Definitely check out Life of the Amazonia on Kickstarter. Next thing we need to talk about is Tantrum Con. For sure. Somebody talk about it. Yeah, so we have the dates <laughs> set in stone. February 24th through the 26th. This will be at the Charlotte Marriott. No. Hilton. Hilton. Sorry. Yeah. Charlotte Airport Hilton in Charlotte. It's the same venue we had last year if you attended. So same place. Yep. We will plan to do some reorganizing, I think, of the floor to give us a little more space to do some stuff. We've got some additional rooms that we're going to branch out into for our special events and things. I know one of the highlights... I think for everybody last year was the tourna meals. We had, we've had the tourna meals for every year. I think that we've had tantrum con the mm-hmm. very first year we did like a food bus tour thing, which was pretty great. And oh, the pre tantrum con that we that had. was the library game I day. Mean, we called it tantrum con. We there was did a call side. it tantrum con, <laughs> but I At was the library that was I, a day long. Yes, Correct. it was one. It was a one day tantrum event. Con practice. And there I got voted to go on the food tour. She yep. makes it sound like it was a mistake. Was, that was no, lucky. it was yes. I ate so much barbecue <sighs> that I thought I was going to explode. But we played games the whole time, and it was fantastic. You need to go to oh, go for it. Oh, maybe we need to figure out a bus tour in addition to tournament meals. We can talk know. to Marty and Tony about that. Yeah, they got some hookups in the area. You need to go to tantrumcon.com right now. Book your, get your ticket, get your hotel. They are limited all, this year. Whew, is the hotel we, block open? By yet? the time this goes live, it will be. That's true. Um, yeah, we are recording this in advance, as we said. So some of the things aren't quite online yet, but they are coming very soon. Uh, the hotel block will be available in the next day or two from when we're recording this. And yeah, we did max out our hotel block last year. So if you're coming from out of town, go ahead and reserve your space early. Uh, I have a feeling, unfortunately, by the time you're hearing this, we probably have sold out of our premium badges. And but hopefully... Check it out, just in case. Just in case. Hopefully for you, we haven't sold out of all of them. Hopefully for us, we have. Because it is limited. It is. We've only got so much space this year because we are in the same location. But uh, I'm looking forward to packing out the house. I think we'll get... You know, a huge number of people, but I think it's going to be coming down to the wire where the, you, you might have to like sneak in and just hang out in the lobby or something. I don't know. <laughs> yep. And if you are a publisher right now listening, please contact Kevin at tantrumhouse.com. We'd love to have you um, sponsor or maybe have a booth um, and be involved in TantrumCon some way 2023. That's K E V I N at tantrumhouse.com. Uh, we'll have, you know, our live game library that's amazing uh that has uh, thousands can i say thousands thousands yes thousands definitely games, thousands. thousands of games and then we'll have our like we'll set our tournament meals we'll have our learn to play events we'll see when i just brief overview of our learn to play well we have volunteer gms that will be setting up games and teaching them these are ticketed events but they do not cost extra for the learn to plays it's just limited seating so our premium badge holders do get early access to the event grid. Mm. So that is one benefit of the premium badge, but we're going to probably have a mixture of hot new games, some older favorites. Um, So you can eventually, now the event grid probably won't go up until like January. All right, just hold hold your horses on that. But we are planning it. Getting volunteer GMs, Tantrum House members usually have play certain games with us. So lots and lots of ways to 
learn games and play. And obviously people are just also out in open gaming, picking up games and finding people and playing them. Play to wins. That's also very, very popular. A table full of games where you play the game. Three tables full of games. Yeah, it was three tables. Lots of tables full of games. You take a game, you learn it, play it, write your name down on a sheet. And then at the end of the convention, we randomly pick people who signed up to win the game and they get to go home with it. One other thing that we're talking about that has not set in stone is a hot games area. I'm not sure how that will all work, but it does sound intriguing to me uh, since we do have games that are sort of limited, but we would like to share with you all at TantrumCon. Um, so well, we might have an area that will have maybe three or four, five tables set up of hot new games that you could check out. So throughout the convention, the other thing that I know Will wants to talk about is the best part of TantrumCon. What is it? The table flipping tournament. Oh, I'm always up for talking about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We uh, have had the table flipping tournament. It's been a long stay event as part of our Tantrum Con event, and it's usually lots of loud, crazy fun. Uh, typically, we have pit winners from our win to win board. We have a play to win and a win to win. And if you get on the win to win, we give you there's some additional chances to win some prizes and to be a part of the table flipping tournament. Uh, we'll see. I, I have some other ideas in cool. mind for this year. Might, might shake it up a little bit even further. So uh, I would love for there to be more ways for people to be involved in that. Right now, it's typically two people versus two people each night. And I've been thinking about, first off, I don't know if there's a world record for like table flippings, but I got to check that out. And then second off, I'd love to give more people a chance to do it. So I have, I have some ideas in mind for how that might happen. Cool. And uh, that would be a lot of fun. I was going to mention, uh, as Melissa was talking about, the... Learn to plays. If you are interested in being one of those GMs and teaching games, you can get on our website. There is a volunteer tab, and we're definitely looking for help uh, in a lot of different areas at the show. So if you're interested in coming to teach, uh, it's possible to get badges discounted and or free if you teach for enough hours. And so you can learn more about that on our site. And uh, along with other areas as well, we'll have a board game library that needs manned. We've got a registration desk. We've got a kids area. There's lots of different ways that you can be involved in helping us to make TantrumCon happen. And uh, we appreciate your help and are happy to give some discounts and reimbursements and things like that if you're willing to be a part of the volunteer crew. So definitely check that out on the website as well. And then, yeah, just keep checking the site. There's also a Facebook page event for it that we put together. There's a link to it from the page. And we'll be posting graphics and announcements and different things like that to that page. So if you want to get in on the the latest news and stay up to date, that's a great way to be able to learn more. But So I heard a rumor What? that there might be a new show happening during the VIP event. Cool. Oh, a new show. I thought you said a news show. I, I thought like, you said that too. new show. <laughs> yeah. I heard Kevin's going to bust out his magic. You're going to do some magic sleight of hand illusions while nice. you... Mm, that'd be fun. Is, uh, is this going to rival some of the shows that are in Vegas? Like that on television? Oh, yes. you gotta, who oh, are you yeah. going to cut in half? That's what we all want to know. Yeah. Can you yeah. cut a table in half? Maybe I don't know. I went a board to Penn and Teller's show. I think you should show, cut a board game in half. And like their <laughs> sleight of hand was not as good as yours, Kevin. <laughs> oh, thank you. What? Wow. I, That's a compliment, Kevin. That's, no, better, Kevin slide, is better than Penn and Teller. You heard it here first. They had one sleight of hand trick. I was not impressed. I've seen Kevin do this. Cool. Oh, so you uh, um, smuggling Sunny the Bunny into Ooh. the uh... <laughs> pulling it out of your hat? Sunny the Bunny is a, a wild character. <laughs> She'll eat all the cardboard. She will eat the cardboard. We oh. come in and somebody let her loose in the library. It would be gone. Oh, she'd be in heaven, <laughs> bouncing off the walls, chewing from heaven. one side to the other. I need a gif of that. That'd be great yeah. stuff. <laughs> 
Excellent. We'll be sure to check out TangentCon.com to learn more. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Hang around if you want to chat about other stuff. Like, game, like oh, like TV shows? Yeah, let's do okay. it. TV shows. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. To the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650. The Flying V? The Flying V. <laughs> they don't bust that out enough. I need that in every episode. <laughs> I could, I'd be okay with that. All right, so we're talking about Game Changers, which is the Disney new series. Mm-hmm. This is season two, and it's the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Next the generation. Of, official Mighty Ducks. The official Mighty Ducks. They won the name <laughs> fair and square at the end of the last season. Yep. And it's changing Spoilers. their scope forever. No, that's fine. You're going to get spoiled yeah. if you're going <laughs> to you, <laughs> Right. By, by the time this comes out, it's going to have a couple episodes. On right. We, we've is, only seen episode one. That's right. Only spoiling episode one. So there's a million shows on Netflix and Disney Plus right now that we could be talking about. And we, for some reason, chosen. I have thoughts about this. Okay, I'm good. I can't wait to hear. My kids were excited. We, we were watching. We literally have been trying to catch up on the 1990s X-Men Oh, cartoon. I'd like to watch those sometime. Because there's a new one coming out. I've gotten, I think we're in like season three or four and there are episodes that i don't remember seeing now granted it has been 20 years but <laughs> episodes that i don't think i ever saw 20 years ago well, because, because if you miss them you well, miss them correct you <laughs> <laughs> gotta wait a whole year and hope the rerun i watch it on the very That's day funny. yeah so watching them back to back has been interesting and we were watching that and is the there kids, a storyline that no, definitely. kind of oh yeah oh, okay. yeah for okay. sure um but we're watching that and my kids were like, dad, we can't watch X-Men tonight. And I'm like, why? This is like Friday night. We got to watch X-Men. And they're like, no, Game Changers is back on. We got to watch it right now. So I'm taking a break from X-Men to, to watch, watch Mighty Ducks. So the first thing, Melissa and I both noticed the kids are like right. growing up <laughs> in a year. Yes. I mean, I know that's normal for child. It's like, oh my goodness. Like they're kid their baby are... fats gone. They're right? like growing up. I was like, oh wow, this is hilarious. I need to go back and watch the original Stranger Things because I'm sure I wouldn't even recognize oh, they, they look little so little. Right. But yeah, I agree. As soon as it started, I was like, are these different? A- oh, same actors just <laughs> turned into teenagers. <laughs> I kind of, it was kind of interesting how they wrote out Emilio Estevez. I know. I'm, is he ever coming back? Was no, just for one season supposedly the behind the scenes is that they had uh differences of opinion for the future of the show creative differences creative differences we i don't know everything people were saying anything from covid to actually like the story right. so it could be anything but yeah he's not in the show this season yeah i was i'm hoping he'll make an appearance sometime i need him at least in one episode this season we'll see but what, I do uh, know the Bash Brothers. Right, I did the love the intro cameo. Yeah, I do know other characters from Mighty Ducks that we did not see in oh, season yeah. one will be back Coming in season back. two. All right, great. Nice. Cameos yep. are my favorite part of these shows. Sarah and I are also watching uh, Cobra Finished Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah, yeah, and the flashbacks and the cameos. Don't tell me I'm in. I haven't even started. Well, they, I started. They make it, it great. Good, good. You gotta enjoy them. Uh, yeah, the Bash Brothers was great. As soon as Fulton walked out onto the stage, I was like, oh, great, there he is. And then the other guy walked out. I didn't recognize him at first. Oh, right. I was like, who's this other random construction guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then... I, when they bashed together. Right, yeah. As soon as they... He, oh, as the soon as he talked, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, wait, oh, awesome. <laughs> great cameo. All right, so give us your shot thoughts, Kevin. What okay, so, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I liked how they basically have like the beginning of the story them taking the road trip out to california blah blah blah. that's fine um 
but the, the yeah, that camper van, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting in that. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, the the um, epic, whatever it stood for. Yeah. Did it stand for anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they kept say saying it, it over uh, and over that? again. Ice Center, the extreme people's ice center, or whatever it stood for. Did you notice the um, the iconography of the E reminded me of Enron? Oh, no. <laughs> really? I, I mean, the first thing I was like, even the out front on the campus, the E, the way they had it, I was like, is this some sort of like, like foreshadowing, foreshadowing about it? Or is it just like totally someone didn't even think about it? Design. But if you look at Enron and the epic E. I have to go look up Enron's logo now. <laughs> I don't remember what it looks like. Anyway, that was funny. Melissa? Oh. Uh, uh, oh, 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 no. I thought you were about to say something, so I didn't oh, want to no. like speak over you. So. Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed the first episode. It was there's predictable things, but it was it was funny for sure. They show up on site only to find out that really it was the other Mighty Ducks that, that they was thought they were funny. inviting, which was a great makes sense twist. Like mm-hmm. that that happens in real life all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we sent it to the address. We thought you were the people we were inviting. Um, I said at the right when I knew the last kid on the ice, I was like, oh, that's the guy's son. Yep. Right away. I was like, oh, what? Oh, it's the guy's son. And, uh, you know, and then he turns around and has the coal on the back of his dad. Jersey, yep. Yeah, dad. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was actually terrible or if he, like, just didn't want to play. No, I think he doesn't want to play. I think he's probably good. And he's, of course, going to join the Mighty Ducks. You think? Oh, got to. Okay. They're going to become friends with him. He's going to learn the, to find the joy in the sport instead of the driven, hardcore what about, action. What about the coach? The do, best kid? No, no. What do you think? Oh. The coach will come like around? Do you think? No. What, maybe, oh, I don't know. Maybe like at the very end. He's definitely going to be the hard-nosed, here we are, we're here to play and kill each other, and she's going to bounce off of him the whole time. Now, the question is, are they going to like fall in love with each other? That's Oh, uh, two coaches? Yeah. Coach is, is he going to convince her and she's going to convince him and they're going <sighs> to hook up at the end? I also assume the there's like one kid who's actually good at hockey. He was like in the front of all the shots as we're watching. Oh, it, yeah, I thought the same thing. When they're on the stairs, my my kids <laughs> yes. are immediately like, "That kid is going to be the enemy." <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> yep, I think you're right. He's going to be the best kid. And yeah, the to, acting of that kid, I was like, "Oh my goodness, he is into it." He was intense. Yeah. <laughs> there, um, I don't know how to play hockey. Obviously, it seems like I would be doing the same thing. I don't know what the kid's name is. The podcast kid, like, pick up the puck and stick <laughs> it in it the hole because I don't know how you're getting it in there. <laughs> Two inches off the floor, up in front of it. That was, I do not have those skills or imaginations. You, you got to do a knuckle puck to get it in there. You think that the whole season will be at the Epic Center? Uh, I, I assume. assume. Yeah. Because it's s- like summer, the whole summer. Yeah, yeah. Right. They'll, so, yeah, let's do some predictions. What do you think is happening in episode two? Mm. Boy, that's good. So, yeah. Our, what's, like, what's the end of episode two looking like? Is it like they're all prepared to go back? and something happening in there in Minnesota. Uh, you mean season two or episode two? In season two. Sorry. Oh, so yeah. like, what's like the, what's the story arc? Like what they're like the end mighty ducks going back. Right. They, we got to assume they're shooting for season three. Mm-hmm. So season three is like the junior Olympics or whatever yeah. that they <laughs> played in the original movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now he did say that something about with the epic thing there was oh, he, some oh. sort of or something, tournament right? or something no, 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 the best players are going to go on to the best players and then there's going to be people watching them oh the scouts the scouts hmm mm. are they going to end up i think uh the mighty ducks movie two they go to like that private prep school or whatever right, right? and then so movie three is the olympics they recruited them to the prep school that could be like the that could be season three of this mm. one as mm. well yeah i think they're going to form a new team 
Obviously, that best kid is going to be on it. Somehow, the coach's kid is going to make it on it. My guess. Are all the Mighty Ducks making it? That's what I was going to say. I'm going to say at least one is like, I'm done. It's leaving the show? Leaving the show. But it would make sense that it would be Podcast Guy, but he is a main character. (laughs) Unless he transitions off the team and just becomes Podcast Guy. Oh, true. Like groupie. the number two podcast in the... Or manager (laughs) or something. He becomes Charlie and he has to manage the team from the side, coaching. Mm. I don't feel like he's the strategically strong no. coach guy. <laughs> he just reports what he sees. He's also the comic relief. Correct. So, we need or part around. of the comic relief. So my my uh, other guess is, my prediction is that, um, who's the, is it the guy that didn't show up last season that was the, is it Charlie? No. Who's the... He's one of the main characters. You mean from the, the, from the original the, show? Yeah, from the original show. Uh, yeah, it was Charlie who didn't show up, right? Didn't yeah. show up. So Charlie's coming back at the Epic Center. Oh, okay. And he's going to like help out the, the coach or inspire them. Inspire. Yep. Interesting. He's getting old now, right? Is he older than the mom or is he he's still uh, no, pretty? No, no, he's no. Still no. Her age. no. Um, what's his name? Oh, I guess he's obviously the same age as Fulton. Uh, right, right. He's probably in his 20s, 30s. No, he's probably in his 30s. He's got to be 40s. He's, he's 40s. He's yeah. 40 now. Yeah, but mom's we're like, old. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's uh. Any show we were watching as kids that had kids, they're now our age. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? In the show or the actor? No, the actor. Oh, I should know I, this too. Sarah's looking it up I'm on IMBD. I bring that up. He's in one of my other favorite shows too, but I can't think of the name of the Joshua show. Either. Jackson. I Joshua Jackson. How old is he? Fringe. Uh, is a good sci-fi. He is that. born in. He's three years older than Will. Forty-three. Forty-four. Forty-four. Let's get real specific so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Will, you're old. <laughs> yes. I, I enjoy hanging out with Kevin and Melissa, the only friends that have older than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, I would definitely be looking forward to episode two as well as all the other shows I'm trying to catch up on. Have you guys watched Andor? Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm caught up. Okay. I'm only on episode one, so... No, it, not talk about it doesn't it it's a little so, slow the first so couple epi- episodes i think we're on episode four now five four or five five episode five i believe gets the story going oh, okay <laughs> so I'm, I'm buckled in i'm invested i'm fine with hanging around yeah. till, i'm so. surprised that ryan because it sounded like it sounded like katie didn't even know what it was right like <laughs> okay well kate we were talking about board games and katie she is one thought from delivery we were talking about talking about legends, legends of, of andor, andor which is like a fantasy game, game. super funny <laughs> But I mean, I know Katie's about to give birth to their third child, so they're focused on something else. But I'm surprised. As an excuse, a pass. Ryan usually is pretty up on these Star Wars oh, yeah. shows. Ma- maybe I don't want to speak for him, but maybe that's not like the His... storyline he's that as interested mm-hmm. in because it it's following one of the guys from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in that. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ryan has Empire, enough room in his Imperial, heart for yeah. every Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. I think he they they did say they've been trying to go to bed early because neither one of them was sleeping well because the baby is coming soon. The baby is coming. All right. All right. Good luck, Ryan. Have fun editing this. See you guys later. <laughs>